Hi, this is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat What Paranormal podcast. I'm here with Jesse. Eric is actually at his house. So say <laughs> hi, guys. <laughs> What's going on? We're doing a, a Zoom Zoom podcast. Look how fucking updated we are. So tech savvy. <laughs> by, by force, because unfortunately, COVID has struck my house. And uh, yeah, I've had to kind of quarantine for this week. So yeah, I, I kind of want to say that's our karma for joking about how last week how we were like, oh, we got to make it a year so we can see Ghostbusters or, or Candyman. <laughs> Life was all like, all right, dude, you yeah. know what? No <laughs> shit. God. Yeah. Uh, the technology. And uh, I have a Dixie cup with a string. Yeah. So, uh, so if it sounds a little bit weird, I'm sorry. Eric is going to do his best, I'm sure, to make sure that everything sounds great. But yeah, welcome to our episode where we're going to be talking about the Black Swan Inn. Yeah. yeah. We need to do like a cheer, like a little, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that I could push when, when I announce our topic. <laughs> okay, let, let's see if I got one. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, nope. Wrong one. Okay, okay. sorry, still- don't got one. <laughs> yeah, that was very uh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, no, like that's the one that we should like lead up the intro and then I say the topic. <laughs> but anyways, um, so Black Swan in because we are actually going to be at the uh, Paranormal Fest at Victoria's Black Swan Inn on September 18th, 2021. Uh, we're going to be there from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. You can stop by our little booth or table, whatever it's going to be, and just say hi. Drop off um, those big goods. Don't yes. Pictures. Ooh. Um, uh, any kind of uh, weird anime picture that you uh, might think we look like. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Waifu pillows. We appreciate those, too. <laughs> No, um, but I, I'm hoping that we are going to be able to meet some connections and have more people to share uh, their their stories with us in person or through Zoom now that Eric has set this up. But just because uh, that was the point of this podcast, like I want to hear more people's personal stories than anything, because I feel that that is what we all want to hear <laughs> oh yeah 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 i mean and like i've always said jen is the one who put this together so this is her vision uh and and i'm just along for the ride yeah my vision is talking to everybody about creepy sh- oh yeah of shit course that has happened to them and i don't want to be like dming people yeah in their facebook like hey can i read your your comment story on my podcast <laughs> you can find us on spotify apple podcast uh podbean uh in the future you will find us on youtube um make sure to like subscribe and rate us give us a good rating if you want to send in your story to be read on the podcast you can email it to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Both of those are Let's Chat Paranormal. Um, and we definitely just, even if you, if it's easier for you to send your your story through Messenger or something, just send it that way. I'm cool with that too. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, and and you know, it it really does genuinely. Not this is like a cheesy moment, but it genuinely does. When I look at some of the the numbers going up there and people who are tuning in every week, oh my god, we are growing like mm-hmm. really well. And I'm so happy, like, you know, because yeah. my 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 vision is just the successful thing that my sister can maybe stop, you know, having to stress so much about normal life and work and stuff like that. And maybe in the future, make this a career, you know, because who wouldn't love creating content for, you know, our, our listeners and having fun talking with y'all and all this stuff. So it, it really does bring a lot of happiness to my heart to see how many people are tuning in consistently every week. Definitely. Yeah, tell all your creepy friends about us. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And of course, you can send in your paranormal stories. Tell us your ghosts or your UFO stories, your cryptid stories. That includes uh, what is it? The Wolf of Dogman. <laughs> there you go. Do not respect on our Texas. <laughs> if you have a Dogman story, so, so I, I don't know if you know this, but we also have a Pigman of Texas as well. Yes, yes, we do. That was actually something I was going to dive into i didn't know about that but that's 
crying. Yeah. Um, okay, I, I but, love the excitement that Jesse got when I mentioned the You don't the even understand, like, how happy he gets whenever, like, we talk about these weird niche, like, cryptid stories. He's just so into it. But anyways. Well, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'm, this, this, I don't guess this is a giveaway, but I mean, next episode, we're going to do somewhat of a cryptid. We're going to do the Black Eyed Kids, so... Oh, that one is just like on its own level. I think is Did so you just creepy. Call children creatures. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Yeah. They are. Some of them are wild animals, including our son. <laughs> I I don't. I, I wouldn't go that far. At least the Sasquatch is well behaved and <laughs> leaves you alone. <laughs> I know. Children are unruly. That's true. Oh my anyway, god. Um, okay, so. Before we get started on our story, uh, creepy updates. Eric, how did the uh, Latrusa hair experiment go? So uh, I am sorry. I apologize because I wasn't able to get to it because, as I mentioned before, COVID had actually struck our house. Mm -hmm. But I am going to get it. First thing tomorrow, I am going to do it. First thing. And I'm going to send it to my sisters. That way we can post it on IG. I'm going to so. chop a, a chunk of my son's hair off. Just <laughs> put a little curl out there. Just scalp him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a little curl. Your neighbors are going to think you're so fucking crazy. Well, I mean, no, we, so so neighbors on both sides are, are kind of elderly. So I'm pretty sure they're going to be like, ah, I got you. I know what you're doing. I'm pretty sure that yeah, they're going to know sure. exactly what, what I'm doing. <laughs> Watch the children. <laughs> you, I'm telling you, you should buzz, buzz cut them. And when he starts crying and tells you why, tell him, yeah, Jenny told me to. No, I love it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay. So, but so aside from this, I do have a realization. So, okay. I, I so I had mentioned in previous episodes that my little boy has had dreams of a duck, and it was just Ooh. recently after like I the, the last creepy uh, update that I gave about the bird that he supposedly saw in the dark that off and on throughout this week he was having more dreams about the damn duck and this duck kept grabbing oh his God. foot and and pulling him out of bed like tugging on oh his foot God. okay so he says that he had a dream right so uh, like i said he's he dreams of this duck pulling him from the bed pulling him from the bed and that i don't know why it never fucking snapped before until now after the last creepy update that i was like hey wait a minute I mean, it's a it's a big bird. He says it's a big fucking giant duck. So, you, you know, that that's when that's it snapped in my head. I was like, wait a minute. I mean, it's a big bird, <laughs> you know, so. That's horrible. What the fuck? <laughs> Would it be cool if I dressed up as a duck for Halloween <laughs> and went to your house? No, I would probably <laughs> join you. What's oh up, God. Logan? <laughs> 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 what's the fucking bird from five nights at freddy's the little duck oh chica um, yeah there you go <laughs> that's actually oh, very God. terrifying wow not yeah. about that yep baby so my kid you know most kids dream about normal things my kid's dreaming about a giant duck pulling him from his bed yeah, well baby. you know what I, I i can sympathize with it because <laughs> I don't even know what Sal is scared of, but it's not anything normal. Normal because <laughs> he puts skeletons and oh, yeah. monsters with him and he kisses them and you know he's <laughs> like, come on, let's go to bed, guys. So I can just imagine what he's like actually scared of. Yeah. <laughs> so he's scared of the Easter bunny, probably. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, know. that's awesome. Yeah skeletons and whatnot especially in our house what's wrong sound i'm terrified of who chuck lydell i don't know who chuck lydell is uh my pillow guy is oh. that <laughs> stupid <laughs> i don't know <laughs> anyways that like, uh, oh that's true he sleeps on the fucking floor um anyways uh. um i don't have any creepy updates this week how about you jesus um no, not really. I mean, it's just your regular son getting up in the middle of the night and uh, being creepy. <laughs> yeah, being very creepy. Yeah, um, he, he gets up in the middle of the night and like just stands in front of me until I wake up to put him in the bed with me. <laughs> I, I think that's a, that's a normal thing for all kids because Logan has done that to me too. 
Yeah. Well, the good thing is like I've what I've started to do that Jen isn't aware of is I'll feed him things while he's in that pre-sleep thing and he would like just ravagely eat it without even knowing. <laughs> like I'll, I'll, I'll be eating chips and I'll be like, here you go. And he would just be like, Argh. oh, okay. Or you know what? I had the apple slice today too. Well, he was asleep in the car. <laughs> Well, anyways, okay, so we don't got any creepy updates beyond that. So I think we are ready to talk about Victoria's Black Swan in. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Eric, A I lot of Give it away to you. Yes. So uh, this week I'm going to be handling the history and my sister is going to be taking on uh, the creepy accounts that have happened on this uh, property. And there, there's a lot. There, There's a lot of history also involving this uh this property and uh, i don't know if you're aware of this but actually the saturday that we're going to be there is uh, a historical day like it's did you know no. that so yeah no, it, I didn't. It, it's actually the anniversary of the battle of salado so yeah so i mean you know activity may be a little bit more okay. higher on that day wait we you cut out you got robot voice what day is it uh the september 18th the day that we're going to be there that is the anniversary of the battle of salado Oh shit! No way. Yeah. So activity. They did that on purpose. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. But I mean, uh, you know, activity may be a lot higher on that day. Definitely. So. By then, I need to buy an EVP or something. EVP <laughs> reader. What is it? A EMF reader. Ooh, nice. Just have it on the table or something. <laughs> just recording. Going just because uh, I don't know how many Gothos will be there. <laughs> i am I'm, I'm predicting there's gonna be a nice hefty amount how about that you know what they just um announced the lineup and whatnot so i'm very excited to like or not lineup they've been announcing it but like the schedule and oh I'm yes yeah and i saw I that mm-hmm. yeah i don't know the schedule what's the, what's the schedule or well just there's gonna be different people talking and whatnot and um, it looks like they're going to be doing multiple tours throughout the night. So Eric, me and you can take turns like doing the tours and whatnot. Well, so, cause you, I definitely want to fucking do a tour. Oh yeah, of course. Things that they're talking about. No dog man. No dog man. <laughs> Maybe next week. Yeah. Maybe Dogman will make a, a visit between. Well, I mean, characters. maybe maybe we can. You know, I, I'm pretty sure. You know, after the the entire night, you know, everything's gonna kind of slow down. Maybe we could shut down around ten, and we can take a walk with everybody and enjoy yeah. the festivities. You know. Yeah, definitely. I want to get my palm read. That's just a goal, or get some tarot cards read. Man, Something. Why are you so sweaty, man? Yeah, you- we don't talk about how sweaty I get. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right, all right. On to the the history. She's gonna sail a little sailboat in your palm. Just oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, I'm sorry that I need to share this with you. I have hyperhidrosis, where my palms are always sweaty. So don't shake my hand, okay? (laughs) And avoid being slapped by her. Yeah, Yeah. that's like her superpower. I she says it's a curse, but I think. It'll eventually, there'll come a time where it'll come into some kind of thing where it'll be like, a, it saved my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Jen. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, so like we said, let's let's go ahead and get back into the story. Let's get into the story. So yes. let's see if every, let, let's see if my writing is getting a little bit better. All right. So All right. <clears throat> let me, let me get into spooky mode. <clears throat> all right. All right. All right. So, on a quaint grassy knoll overlooking the Salado Creek sits the Black, Victoria's Black Swan Inn. The beautiful Greek Revival style plantation home has been host and home to some of San Antonio's prestigious and high society guests in our history. But, as in many cases, the details lie in the history of the area and the building. The home was built in 1867 on the very site that the Battle of Salado was held. A bloody massacre led by Adrian Wall. On September 18th, 1842, where he and a group of Texas soldiers killed more than 60 Mexican soldiers, leaving their bodies where they fall to rot in the Texas sun. And like I said, this is going to be the anniversary on that on that Saturday that we're going to be there. So that, you know, that kind of got me excited after I read that and realized that. Yeah, that there's just 
I can't imagine that there wouldn't be like activity going on after something like that. Oh, yeah. And that's not the, the only thing like this area has a rich history. So in this next portion, uh, I go on with. But this isn't where history begins for this area. The area can be dated far back as 5000 BC to 1000 BC, where indigenous Americans would use the area as an encampment. There has also been signs that a sweat lodge was also located at this encampment, as well as a burial ground. So, like I said, what I learned is that a sweat lodge is a, it's a small dome structure where primarily purification rituals would be learned, uh, held and, and it, kind of like a rite of passage. And uh, but that that's not the only thing that would happen in this area, because that's kind of unassuming. Right. Not, you would think that like, ah, you know, that that's not going to be contributing to like negative energy within the area. But this is also where elders would convene to make critical decisions involving the tribe. So this would also like uh, involve uh, deciding on acts of war. So I think that all in itself would contribute to possible negative energies. So or something at least like a high energy, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure the rituals would be contribu- contributing to like some type of energy in this area. But I, I think more like kind of focused is just that that because I'm pretty sure emotions would get high in this this uh, this sweat lodge where, you know, critical decisions would have to be made. Like I said, I mean, this these were the, the futures of tribes, you know, so. Yeah. So. uh In 1867, a stone house, uh, barn and milking barn was built by Sebastian Ripstein and his wife, Heimrich Betsy. They lived on the area in their home and had five kids, Gustav, Henrietta, Bertha, Ida and Albert Ripstein. And I'm going to kind of go through because there's kind of uh, really certain things that are not mission critical to the story. Right. So I'm going to just kind of go over a brief history because the the property does jump from hand to hand quite often throughout this entire time, so that was the first part. Uh, the first couple that owned it. Next, later on January tenth, eighteen eighty seven, the house was bought by Heinrich and Maria Mahler. They bought the fir- uh, They built the first actual house on the property. They also built a milking barn and would go on to name the farm the Blue Bonnet Dairy. They were also known as the Cotton Kings. They themselves had four kids, Samuel, Louis, uh, Louisa, Sarah, and Daniel. Sadly, Maria would pass, leaving Heinrich uh, lovestruck and missing his wife. He would follow her into the afterlife, passing shortly after. Henry and Maria's son, Dan, and his wife, Mary Mahler, lived on the, pro- the 237-acre property until 1941, when they sold it to two sisters and their husbands. Catherine Jolene Holbrook and Joseph Holbrook, along with Mary Blanche Jolene Woods and Claudia B. Woods, purchased the property. The sisters called the house the White Gables. The couples would go on to remodel the home extensively, adding two wings to enlarge the mansion to accommodate the two families. After purchasing more land, a second house was built in 1901, but it would later burn down. And this is where it gets really interesting. So attorney Hall Park Street Jr. and Jolene Wood Street would inherit the house in 1952 from Jolene's mother, uh, Claudia Woods. During this time, a second story was added to the main house. Jolene sadly would die at the age of 38 due to breast cancer in 1959. This would not be the only tragedy. Park Jr. would later be found dead in 1965, hung by his neck, tie with his hands tied behind his back. The death would be ruled a suicide, though, it's, and uh, so one of the odd way to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And th- this was a, like a very high uh, point of contention. Oh, oh, oh. What was that? Yeah. Oh no, I was like, were you going to say was it a high profile thing at the time? Well, uh, so one of the things that I I had actually learned was that be- uh, so he was an attorney and he was very uh, eccentric is the way I, I heard it described. And he was a defending attorney. So, I mean, c- you could imagine, you know, defending the wrong person and then losing, you make kind of a lot of enemies, right? So yeah. that that was kind of the argument during the time because, it, like you said, it, it's kind of suspicious that he tied his, hind- his hands behind his back and then hung himself. Yeah, that just seems like 
just tying your hands behind your back by itself like just seems impossible and then hanging yourself well yeah. you can tie your hands behind your back and then just loop them around and then put your head in the noose I guess I'm just not that flexible to be able to imagine that. <laughs> I don't I don't think there is an earthly material that can stay on your hands, Jen. It just slips right off. Just whoop. Again. Guys, hello. Mystery men. <laughs> that, you know what? What's that movie that just came out? I'd be part of the Suicide Squad with my oh, yeah. stupid powers. <laughs> You'd be in the same, uh, same category as that weasel dude. Yeah. <laughs> check if the weasel could swim <laughs> but anyways i'm sorry <laughs> so uh like i said this this was uh, like a topic of debate and it still is today i mean of course not like very prominently but i mean whenever this this uh topic is brought up uh people do debate whether or not this was a suicide or if he this was a murder uh but the parks were survived by their daughter jolene who was 19 at the time and their son hall park street the third the house would now be sold to George L. Ma uh, Marin and Ingberg M Manger. <laughs> Megrin. Oh, God. This, the, these names. Why Why are they so many names? <laughs> like, jeez. So, uh, on September 7th of 1973, that's, that's when the home was sold. The home now would be called the Marin House, which is pretty not original. I mean, it's had pretty nice names before. And go through another remodeling expansion adding a large kitchen area with hopes of hosting to San Antonio and surrounding areas most distinguished guests. This was a bit short-lived as the house would now be sold off a few more times with less notable activity finally ending up in the occupation of Sunbelt Self-Storage, Inc. Sunbelt would sell the property to the now-current owner, Joanne Marks Rivera, on November 18, 1991. This is when the home takes on its historic namesake. Joanne goes on to name it the Victoria's Black Swan Inn after one of Shakespeare's favorite pubs. This serves as Joanne and her children's private residence as they stay on the second floor. And uh, sadly, again, tragedy strikes and Joanne's mother passes away in one of the bedrooms to illness. And that is pretty much like the, the brief history on how the property jumps from person to person and some of the tragedies that happen on there. Uh, so I think really more so what is important with this property is the hauntings that go on. So I've already given you all the people who have owned it and the history that's kind of gone on behind it. So I think now is the time where I'm going to hand it off to my sister to kind of get into some of the accounts and the hauntings because this is the good stuff. Okay, so the hauntings, uh, the area, there have been stories of boys fishing in Salado Creek being chased away by what appears to be Indian ghosts, also being described as skeletal in figure. Some people have said they smell smoke and hear a light drumming sound in the distance. Others report hearing what sounds like a bugle horn from being blown in the distance as if signaling the start of a battle. Some have reported even being awoken by this. The front yard of the home is also the location that a small girl's apparition who is said to have been seen playing and skipping in the yard. This is said to be the apparition of Sarah, Henry's daughter. She is also reported to haunt the building behind the home and the back patio. It's said she enjoys pulling pranks on guests and visitors, moving items and misplacing them. In 2015, while settling up for an event uh, that was being held on the property, a woman claimed to have been bitten and bruised on her inner thigh by an unseen little girl, even though witnesses claimed to have never seen anyone near her at the time. Oh, That's yeah. That's insane <laughs> well that's like another level <laughs> you, you know I, i'm just i'm hoping this is kind of appropriate because i'm hoping to do some biting that night also no 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 you're married <laughs> goodbye um he's married ladies it's biting just some <laughs> just biting it's some goth ladies you, you. <laughs> <laughs> anyways um so oh god <laughs> Uh, others at the time also claimed to have been pinched and poked by a little boy and girl's apparition. They also uh, at the time claimed to have, oh wait, no, I'm reading the same thing. 
They also reported that objects would go missing and later be found throughout the wooded area around the house. Located a short distance from the house is the gazebo. This is a location where the apparition of Jolene Streets can be spotted in a beautiful white gown and beaded jeweled medallion headband with a feather in it. She is set to aimlessly roam the grounds. It's also worth noting that Jolene and her husband, Paul Park, are never seen together, almost never finding each other in the afterlife. The apparition of a lone Confederate soldier can also be seen around this location, as well as just roaming the grounds. And this is where I'm going to interject real quick from okay. the notes. One of my coworkers actually got married here at the Victoria's Black Swan Inn. Cool. And yeah, so this coworker, I'm not going to name her name, but she is a good fucking time. <laughs> and so <laughs> on, on her wedding day, I'm just going to say that she... She was having a great time. <laughs> so it was one of her guests that actually saw this Confederate soldier. Oh. Yeah. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. And she was like, yeah, I saw your Facebook post about uh, that you guys were going to be set up there. And it reminded me of my wedding there. And I was like, what the fuck? So, wow. I, that is too cool. Yeah. I was just like, wow, that's a cool, like. Do you know if this guest was from Texas? I genuinely don't know because oh, her- that, that would be like a hell of a thing. Like you go to a wedding reception and you're like coming in from like, I don't know, Rhode Island or New York <laughs> and then this Confederate guy is just <laughs> chilling at the, yeah, the wedding. At the wedding and you're, you're already tanked. So you don't know <laughs> if this is just normal Texas shenanigans <laughs> yeah, so, or if it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying that like, she's a, she's a great coworker and she's a good time. So when she told me this, I was like, wow, that is amazing. <laughs> so, um, all right, back to our notes. All right. That is so, a cool story though. That is a very cool story. Right. Like it's, it's just these little, like little experiences that everybody seems to have that just makes this place seem so cool. And so I'm just very excited to go and hopefully have my own experience there. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. For sure, I don't want to see any Confederate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the dairy barn. So Gustav is believed to be one of the three spirits that haunts the dairy barn. His ghost is a figure that appears to have a head and arms and what looks like to be wearing a tank top. He can be witnessed peering at people through one of the barn windows, which has been seen through thermal imaging cameras. He also makes loud noises in the barn. Henry is also known to hunt the milking barn, but has been known to roam the property, including the actual home. There is supposedly another apparition, one of a big burly German man who haunts the barn, although no one is quite sure who he is but he is likely to be Sebastian Ripstein. All three of the spirits in the uh, barn are aggressive towards women, but do not like men. With even more reports from Joanne herself, accounting that women have claimed to hear whispers in their ears and the sensations of being groped by their apparitions. Men who enter report being aggressively pushed and shoved. EVPs have been captured of a deep voice telling people to get out. So yeah. let me get this straight. They don't like guys in there, but if you're a girl, they're gonna they're gonna touch you. you. Okay, that's that does not sound like a cool or like fair. <laughs> what if what if I put on a wig? Oh, are you trying to trick them? <laughs> yeah. What if I like? You're gonna have to shave. <laughs> you know, they won't know what the face. I have to wear a face mask, so they won't know. Oh my god! So uh, you know, I would love to test this theory with Jesse. I absolutely would, but unfortunately, uh, from what I've learned, the dairy barn is actually actually like dilapidated to the point where no one is allowed inside there anymore. Uh, so it's yeah, it's it's structurally unsound. So we we oh. can't actually go in there. So well. I'm just saying both of you guys have too much facial hair and too many eyebrows to uh, do this. Too many That's eyebrows? Scary. What the hell does that too, mean? Too much eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> y'all guys are going to have to do some waxing if y'all want to convince Wim- anyone. <laughs> women can have strong, bold eyebrows. I, can... I guess so. That's true. <laughs> Don't shame me. I'm not. Okay. Yeah, man. Are you saying we're ugly women? I'm very <laughs> offended by this. <laughs> I'm just going to say you guys are going to have a lot of facial hair. <laughs> Anyways, 
So now we go to the house. Sophia Louise Mahler Myers, a spinster who lived in the house until she was 82. Year old girl singing and laughing and is known for playing tricks on people. Sarah is also known to haunt the house. She is said to enjoy jumping on beds and mattresses as well as running throughout the house. A bedroom in the South Wing is said to be where the apparition Jolene Wood's mother can be seen. There it's said that a young woman is often spotted sitting on a bed. People who enter the room claim to have an overwhelming feeling of heaviness and sadness. Another popular story is that Hill, Hall Park, oh God, is that Hall Park Street? Is See, I to told stop. you, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I the know. names, <laughs> the names are so difficult. I know. Because, I, I mean, it was customary, Park. it was customary in the time for everybody to keep their, their, uh, like, uh, 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 maiden names and then include their marriage names and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I don't blame you for getting stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So another popular story is that Hall Park Street is said to stalk the entire house angrily in search of a hidden treasure that he was supposedly killed for. Or is he searching for his beloved wife, Jolene, who is said to haunt another location of the grounds? I want to say the treasure. What? <laughs> I swear to God, if you don't come looking for me in the afterlife, I'm going to be pissed. I'm just saying, I'll look for you, but I'm going to be looking for that treasure. Boy has no use to you in the afterlife, anyways. <laughs> Look, if y'all if y'all hear faint whispers of goth girls, goth girls, it's definitely you know, Eric. It's me. Well, I was running around in my uh, goth girl uh, attire and I got bit in the thigh. No. <laughs> anyways, uh, so Joanne also reported having multiple encounters. Um, such happened shortly after buying the property. She claimed that for 10 nights, straight at 3 a.m., the lights of her room would suddenly turn on and the door to her bedroom would unlock on its own. Whoa. I know, that sounds so fucking horrifying. I'd be like, wow, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, yeah. I know, it's she not, is much braver than I am. It's not scary enough to consider threatening, but it's weird enough to be like, why? Just because clearly they would have wanted her gone. I guess by now they must be all like, well, she she lives here. But anyways, <laughs> um, she described an apparition suddenly appearing at the foot of her bed, wearing a white shirt with black slacks. She said it would stand there with hands on its hips, just staring at her before suddenly disappearing. And that just sounds like a disappointed, sassy ghost. So yeah. I'm kind of okay with it. So, it sounds more like he's like, really? That so like I actually, sassy. so I actually learned that the room that she actually stays in, uh, I can't, I, I'm sorry. I did not get the, the, like the specific details, but it was one of the daughters that, uh, actually stayed in the home. Right. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have actually speculated that this was one of the fathers coming in to check up on the daughter. Just oh. staring. Yeah. Oh, like caught in like a time loop kind yeah, of thing? Basically, okay, that, yeah. That makes sense. I definitely go and stare at my son from time to time to make sure he's still breathing. I get it. Oh God. And you and you say that him coming and staring at y'all is creepy? That's even creepier. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, it runs in the DNA. <laughs> Like, cause I could only imagine what a kid is thinking. Like when the parent is just in there, just staring at them aimlessly, like he's going to take me out. I know he's going to take me out. Did I ever tell you about the wet noodle thing? Oh, yes, you did. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's the exact same thing, man. That's, that's the exact same. Whatever. Weirdness. Anyways, <laughs> back to our story. So Miss Joanne would later rearrange the furniture in the room. And the encounters would then stop. Her daughter Meredith would have her own encounters. She reported on dark and rainy nights, the figure of an old, wrinkled, evil-looking man can be seen through her second-story window, a window that is not accessible by any living being. What I would guess was a handyman claims that while under the house performing some plumbing work, Claims that he was poked with sticks and heard the laughter and taunts of children. Yeah, punk ass kids. I know. For real. I would have been like, you 
goddamn <laughs> kids. That kind of reminds me of the which story was it with uh Cleo in the green turban where the little kids would like go and play jokes. It was it was a plantation home. I can't remember. Oh, uh, was it the Magnolia? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. Sorry. That, that's what it reminds me of. Um, okay. So children taunting. Okay. So a room containing a closet that Joanne was uh, cleaning one day claimed that she felt a dark presence hovering over her. She looked up to see a black hole above her. She believes this is to be a portal that allows anyone who seeks to communicate with the dead. Later, a friend would construct what is called a psychomantium in the space. In this small enclosed closet, a seat was placed in front of one mirror while another is placed above the seat at an angle. This, the area in, is then dimly lit, while that of either a candle or a very dim bulb. Joanne has stated that she does not go near this any area anymore. And um, in Ghost Adventures, they do like show this room. And it's literally like a closet that's painted black. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um, there's just like a little mirror in there and like a wing back fucking wicker chair. And I'm just like, yeah, I wouldn't want to go in there either. I, I actually do want to go in there uh, because it, it, it sounds like an interesting experience because uh, I, I guess Joanne had actually experienced it at one point. She says that she was sitting in the chair and she felt as if like all reality had dissipated from around her, right? Just poof, just disappeared. And she said that she feels as if she was like suspended in darkness, like just in, 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 in a void, and uh, like everything was just non-existent, so it's it's something that I would like to experience. Sounds like an amazing first date. Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so um, and uh, so Ghost Adventures does uh talk to her about it, and when she's describing it, she or well, when Zach asks, well, what's this room for? She says it's for scrying and bringing forth spirits, and that it's like a portal. And so I don't know exactly what scrying is. I should have Googled that. But um, <laughs> Professional. Zach, we are yeah, professionals. <laughs> but Zach does say that um, he believes that this could be why there are spirits still coming through to to haunt the place, I guess. Or oh, maybe you're exacerbating Mr. the... Baggins. <laughs> exacerbating the problem yeah and, and you're but, absolutely um, right because a lot so of people so we do have a note here that uh we do have a local news station called ksat 12 who just seems to be on top of all of like the hauntings around here they like the spookies yeah they do oh yeah uh, they con conducted their own investigation uh they didn't experience anything immediately Later, though, while reviewing all of their evidence is when they noticed that they had recorded the laughter of a little girl. And so now let's get into. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, OK, OK. I actually have the recording. Shut up. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to do a shout out to uh, she's become like my local investigative hero. Her name is Erica Hernandez. She was the one who actually did uh, the hospital episode that we that I had included a, a, a oh, snippet yeah. from with the, okay. the doll saying I love you. She okay. she was uh, she was present at this one also. So, okay. yeah, I want to play you this little snippet. Do it. Okay, ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. The night we were there, we didn't experience anything, but we would later hear from an audio recorder the sound of a little girl laughing. Are you a little boy? Are you a little girl? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Wait, no, we didn't hear it. Oh, no. Maybe oh. we didn't hear it on our part, but it's in the recording. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. It's okay. Just insert it in later. <laughs> oh, man. But it's so good because the laughing actually sounds very, very, like, malevolent. Oh, it's no. You know what? I'm going to YouTube it real quick. Okay. <laughs> Erica Hernandez. She's all, oh, no. Wait, I have to. KSAT 12. I want to experience the spookies. <laughs> KSAT 12. 
Victoria's. <laughs> you know, everybody wants to experience the spookies till they get the poopies with it too. You know what? I have the poopies <laughs> no matter what. So okay, oh, that was kind of like it's one of the most historic sites in San Antonio, but it's also said to be one of the most haunted. Victoria's Black Swan. Meta moved into the house and now lives there with her two kids. But almost immediately after moving in, strange things started happening. And it was about three o'clock in the morning when all of a sudden all the lights came on from the area altogether. The night we were there, we didn't experience anything, but we would later hear from an audio recorder the sound of a little girl laughing. Here we go. Little boy. Are you a little girl? Oh hell no! <laughs> hell no! That does sound. That sounds like Evil Dead, like crazy laughter. Like the girl that gets possessed, and she's like, hee, hee, hee. you know, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. Hell no! Cool, right? That's yeah. That's very creepy. What the fuck? And you could just like splice it, or like I could splice it, whatever, just so that we could have our reaction. But what the fuck? But what if? <laughs> We can, what if it's in there? We just didn't hear it. That's true. All right. Well, anyways. So, right, so. but you know, it, it, for future, I would <laughs> love to get her on the episode and just talk to her about, like, hey, what are some of the crazy things that KSAT has sent you sure out that, on? Yeah, I'm sure there's. What's the uncut stuff? That's what <laughs> I would be telling you. Oh, yeah, that is good. That's true. All right. So, let's get started into. Mr. Zach Bagans. Mr. Mr. Oh, very formal. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, anyway. she she won't put no respect on Texas Dog Man, but yeah, Mr. But Zach Baggins. Mr. Zach Baggins. But an actual dog man, she will. Anyways. <laughs> so um so the Ghost Adventures crew went and uh visited Victoria's Black Swan Inn in I guess 2013, because that's when the episode aired. So this is when Joanne, uh, she did say that it was her first and worst experience was in that uh, psychomantium closet. That's when Zach was saying like, oh, I think this may be causing more spirits. Uh, uh, Joanne has also reported that women are sometimes touched in a sexual nature. When in the kitchen, she said it felt like someone took their hands and slid them up her inner thighs. What the hell? Right? Like, wow. That is not okay. Like, yeah. And so throughout the episode, they're actually like showing like a black figure, like a shadow figure. Okay. Uh, like kind of reenacting like what's happening. So like actually seeing it and like I, I believe they're using Miss Joanne in these in these reenactments. And I'm just like, wow, that is terrifying like that sounds horrible oh my god i know i so, do, i did not get any of that <laughs> or well that's why i was like i think i need to watch videos more to to hear about people's experiences right right so in the downstairs law library she describes a dark large aggressive man that hangs around in the area she thinks that it may have to do with the battle. During an investigation, she reports that it felt like she received a gunshot to the back of her head. And so I guess that we should make this note to our listeners uh, that aren't from San Antonio. Victoria's Black Swan Inn hosts uh, regularly ghost walks and ghost tours in their house and property. So this, this wasn't necessarily with Ghost Adventures, this one event. Right, right. Um, so uh, one of the tour guides to the property is Miss Angelica Rogers. She reported her own experience in the milk barn, or uh, as it used to be called, the creamery made by Heinrich Muller. When she was asking Muller out loud to come forward, footsteps were heard on the wood floor going directly up to her, and she heard, get out. And I think Ooh. that is something that may be uh, that has happened to multiple people. Yeah, yeah. Um, another person, Victor Salazar, described as a paranormal enthusiast, I think as we all are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> reported feeling a dark energy during an investigation in the library. He describes a vibrational pull 
that started from the soles of his feet, went through his legs, and then felt a crushing within as if a hand went inside him and started just crushing. Later that night, he heard a disembodied voice say, I'll hurt you. I'll kill you. When he went home, I know. (laughs) So when he went home, he had to go to the ER, ER for an emergency surgery on his gallbladder. When it was taken out, he said that the gallbladder was crushed and twisted. What? And I know that. So that's the hurting part. So on January 2nd, he had a stroke and he believes it was induced by an outside force, like that it was not natural. And he thinks that that was the spirits trying to like make on their, I'll yeah. kill you. Yeah, on their, on their uh, threat. Yeah. Wow. Like Texas boy. Yeah. So that is creepy. So later on, Victor's wife reveals that an EVP was captured in 2009 that she refuses to listen to, but he did agree to share with the Ghost Adventures crew. In the EVP, you can hear a deep voice saying, I hate you. And that was captured at the front of the house, walking down the stairs towards the gazebo. And Zach considers that, yeah, I know, Zach considers that his negative energy might be the lone Texan that died in battle on the property and focused on Salazar due to his Mexican heritage. Or maybe we just don't like you, Zach. Did you think of that? <laughs> well, it didn't happen to Zach. It happened to Mr. Salazar. So I'm just saying. So uh, the only thing that I kind of have a problem with Zach's uh, logic there is that this lone Texan was mm-hmm. not even killed in in the involvement with the attack. Right. Like he went back for his horse. And if I'm not mistaken, he died because he got caught in a storm or something, I believe. Okay. So, well, well, Mr. Baggins needs to do a little bit more homework is what I got to say. Yeah. He tends to make questions about things, you know, very broad. (laughs) The girls will eat it up. Shut up. (laughs) So Miss Joanne allows the crew to talk to her children. And this again is it back in 2013. So it's been eight years. So they're probably full-blown adults by now, or at least 18. Right, right. Um, so her daughter describes seeing a shadow with red dots for eyes. She saw the glowing red dots by her shelf in what appeared to be her room. Like they didn't say specifically, like, hey, this is her room, but She points and it looks like it's a bedroom. She said that night she would repeatedly be pinched and her blankets pulled off. And when she woke up in the morning, there were bruises all over her legs. And they actually have photos of this. So Joanne's son saw on the stairwell a mist and he describes like seeing a white line and that it was like almost in the shape of a skirt. So I would imagine, yeah, like seeing a woman in a skirt on the stairs. So that's kind of creepy. Right. And so this is, yeah, so this is just like them getting their encounters uh, on the place. So this is going into their investigation. So at the beginning of the investigation in the house, the team immediately begins to hear noises and footsteps on the second floor directly above them. In an experiment, the team uses two spirit boxes on the same frequency to record. The reason is they're hoping to catch an EVP on one spirit box, but not on the other, so that they could rule out uh, feedback contamination. So Zach asks about 20 questions over the course of 10 minutes, but receives no responses until he asks, can you tell me the name of one of the children that lives in the house? In response, a female's voice is heard saying, Madison, Joanne's daughter's name. Later on, later on, yeah, Joanne says the voice sounds like her recently deceased mother, who actually had died in the house. During the recording, the audio only picks up one device as they set out to do. So after that, they remove the other spirit box because they're very loud. If you want to like go look it up, they're yeah, super they're, loud. They're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, I would 
equate it to the equivalent of your tío's uh, boombox <laughs> when he's uh, doing carnesas. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, asks, can you tell us the name of the battle that took place here? The response was, which one? And so that was like just something like, oh, was there more than one battle here? Like, was there just like little skirmishes that didn't get their own name or something? Um, well, I mean, then, if, if if you remember the history, I mean, remember, this was also a, a burial ground for the indigenous Americans at the time. So I would true. imagine a lot of a lot of things can probably have happened because uh, I also believe that the property extended 3000 acres. Right. And then it was shortened to yeah. the 33 that she or no, it was a thousand acres and then shortened to the 33 that she currently owns. Uh, right. Yeah. It's I, much smaller. Than I think the was. explanation that you know, we could say is if the Peter Piper's on military was haunted and they said, uh, <laughs> are you the guys killed in that one fight in here? And the ghost would be like, Ching Gao, well, which one guy? Like, <laughs> there was literally a fight yesterday. Anyways. <laughs> well, I mean, that is, that is uh, kind of close to uh, FM 78. And uh, yeah, that that's a pretty rough area over there. too. Oh, so. gosh. What I'm saying they're probably like which one all of that is rough at this point <laughs> um, okay so the uh, one where they this the spurs <laughs> so anyway <laughs> um, so another was when asked how many spirits live in the house the response was eight confirming Joanne's guess from earlier when they had asked her like what spirits do you think are here and she like named them off and there was eight total so Joanne then goes in with the team and begins to speak out loud uh, to her mom. The sound of footsteps can be heard as Joanne is saying, mother. During this time, the EMF reader used by the team begins to elevate and spike. So they were saying like the base was like 0.2 or something. And then when Miss Joanne is talking, like it's like spiking to 1.5. So it's a pretty big jump. Ooh. Yeah. And so using the spirit box in the room uh, that Miss Joanne's mother passed, the team picks up a voice saying, I think it's Bossier or Bossier, which was a cold word that the two had agreed upon before she passed. And this cold word, um, I'm guessing, is was meant to be like Houdini when when he was like told his wife like to to continue searching for me and this right. is gonna be our cold word. Right. Well, that, I guess their cold word was Bossier or Bolsier. And that is supposed to be like a little town where Miss Joanne's mom would go gambling and whatnot. And that was where she had wanted to go before she passed. I think but, we all know what my code word would be. I swear to God, if you say goth girls or something, I'm going to slap you when I see you. <laughs> I'm anyway. glad I'm in the safety of my own home. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Jeez, so violent. It's the wine. What do you have against goth girls? I don't have anything against goth girls. I have against the fact that Eric's married. <laughs> Man, that's and gonna be that's like, gonna be the wettest slap in the world. It's gonna be the slap heard round world. It's gonna be a if it was a comic book, it would say squelch. No, it would be like a swish. You won't even feel the pain of how uh, well lubricated the slap is. Anyways, well, that is the end of my note. Oh, wait, no, I don't. That is not the end of my notes. So that's the end of my ghost adventure notes. So when I was looking for other experiences, I was just like, Reddit. Reddit will have something. And of course they did. That so never fails. I, yeah, it really does it. So I literally just Googled Victoria's Black Swan in Reddit. And this popped up. So I'm telling the, the listeners this so that they can go and look at this post too, because there are photographs that go along with this post. So I'm just going to read it. Like I normally don't like to, but this was, it was kind of, uh, it seemed like an interesting perspective and experience. It seems like this person has uh, some type of psychic ability or something. So I'm just going to read it verbatim. I went with my kid on a Sunday about 1 p.m. after we had brunch. I don't know why. Something told me to look it up and go. With my phone, I took this pic of these three kids. And so it's a link to Imager and for 
but apparently uh, she, this person, I don't know if it's a she or he, took this photo of three kids there at the house. And one of an old woman in another window, I told my daughter, I was going to go get something in the picture. I just felt it. And then uh, she has another link. It says lower right hand window. She was looking at my daughter. And so there's two different photos. And she or this person goes on to say, I was basically trespassing. I walked up the drive and just started taking pictures with my phone. I didn't find the owner, Joanne, till later in the barn. I told her something made me come to her house. I asked her about the uh, doctor's family that died in a murder-suicide there. And she was shocked. She said only she only knew of a doctor that was found with his hands and feet tied and bound, which was ruled a suicide in the 50s. I told her that the thing that told me to come to the house told me that a doctor lived there long before that with his wife and two kids, a boy and a girl, and he murdered them and then killed himself. So this is not part of our notes. This is something. But that's why I want. Yeah, this is like not a part of like the accepted history of this. Yeah, that's that's why I wanted to share it, because I was like, I don't know how uh, accurate this person's like, uh, I guess, psychic feelings are and whatnot. But this is something that's different from what is their usual history. Yeah, Uh, very nice. Good find. Yeah. And there's more. So she says, or she or he, when I came back two weeks later, she was happy when I showed her what I got on my phone. She was impressed. I took my regular camera that time and didn't get anything except one of a little girl in a prairie dress in a bonnet, holding a basket, standing outside the open back door. There was some family coming for dinner, walking up to the house, and it looked like she was welcoming them. Joanne said that ghost hunters and ghost adventures did investigations but didn't get any photographic evidence. Getting one ghost in the picture is rare, but all of them except for the farmer. That's crazy. All right, so I'm just going to read this last part of it, okay? So this is, again, verbatim from this one Reddit poster. I took a walk with and talked to her kids, a 10-year-old girl and an 8-year-old boy, and asked them about how it was living there with those five spirits. They said they are like family to The little boy told me their names, but I only remember one. He said that the girl with the Dora Explorer hairdo used to like to play in the shower with him when he was younger. He said that there are six spirits, but five that live primarily in the house. The fifth is a man, the little boy caught Stephen Steele. I think he's the one that died fighting the war against Mexico in the land. Sixty Mexicans died and one American because I had also got a picture of a man in a cowboy hat in a window pane upstairs. And I described him to the boy that one of the pics I'm missing. So they don't have the, this picture. Um, he said it was Stephen Still. They told me other spirits randomly passed through as well. The sixth one is in the dairy barn behind the house. He's a violent dairy farmer who pushes people and throws them against walls. I also got a pic that first day of a golden glowing kid standing in front of the banister in the front of the house in the first picture, but you can't see her or him with that resolution. And uh, I just want to say these photos that this person did upload, it was a very low resolution that I couldn't really see anything, but they said that they had clearer photos on, I guess, like an SD card that they had to find, but they did not include them in this upload. How convenient. I know. But uh, (laughs) so he or she is wearing a cowboy hat and smiling like it's happy to get its picture taken. And to the left of him or her is a woman holding a baby on her hip that you can see faintly. I will try like hell to find and get these pictures. I think I have them on the memory card that was on the phone. And that was the end of their post. Cool, very cool. A yes, deeper, deeper dive into like personal accounts. Reddit name? No. Oh. Okay. I, no. If if you're truly uh curious, you could just literally read uh search Victoria's Black Swan in Reddit, and it will literally be the first thing that pops up. And there there are a couple of uh photo links that you can look at them. I didn't look too clearly at them because I was just like I. My fucking eyeballs hurt already. <laughs> I don't. I didn't want to go too deeply in them. 
but yeah and so that is pretty much what uh i have as far as encounters i feel like this is a place that everybody has their own little encounters that it's not like big things that happen here it's just a a combination of tiny or a collection of tiny little things that everybody seems to feel well you know so that that is one thing and i i think it's something that kind of bleeds over from uh so like i i've stated before like it's the extraterrestrial stuff that i jump into more like that's my bread and butter right and uh just like extraterrestrial encounters they are uh specific to every individual right like they are are very specific to the encounter of uh what what the person is experienced and stuff like that so i think it's very in terms of like paranormal activity i think it is also specific to the individual because i mean we never know what kind of mind state or emotional state that anybody is in uh mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to my own personal experience when I go there. Uh, I hope there is a goth girl nearby so that I can jump into her arms, though. I think it's very subjective also because um, what would be really cool to someone might be not as cool. Like, um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah, okay. I, I get I absolutely get what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Just like uh, what they said, you know, Confederate soldier to some guys might be like, oh, cool. Like his family was in that this is this must be some kind of good omen yeah good omen towards me uh towards where other people will be like holy shit this is creepy yeah Yeah. or any type of soldier that is like in a old uniform or something like what are you doing here because like (laughs) if you if you just lost like uh you know a a child or something god forbid and you hear the laughter and you're you know it'll probably be something like oh like it's it's a good omen for me, you know. That's very pet cemetery vibes. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, some people take it as differently. They'll be like, "Oh, you know." True, true. Yeah. I can never, yeah. I can never actually say until I'm in that position. So, yeah. But wow. um, yeah, this was an interesting one because I never. I always saw like, oh, Victoria's Black Swan Inn like is having like a haunted sleepover or something or like a dinner with ghosts or something. And it always sounded cool, but like I never knew the history. So this was very informative and fun. I would like to challenge my sister to actually take a Ouija board and see what we can find. You know what (laughs) is interesting? Some places don't allow you to take Ouija boards if, like, they claim to be haunted. Yeah, they're like, don't come in here with that mess. Yeah. They're already rowdy as it is. (laughs) It's like, if you know you have toddlers and then you're like, I'm going to go in with a bag of candy. (laughs) (laughs) The hell you are. (laughs) Hey, do you think, do you think they have, like, those old phone sex lines on Ouija boards with goth girls? What? Uh, I think I want to say that it could happen if <laughs> if the other person has the same Ouija board. Are we talking yeah, about yeah. Things, like we're on infomercials between Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer at two o'clock in the morning? Oh, someone knows all too well about this. <laughs> I used to watch like talk shows until like four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> not, <laughs> not the most innocent person I ever met. Got you. So, uh, so a little back history on me and my sister. We actually lived together for a short period of time, and this motherfucker used to fucking sleep to uh oh my god, what is the 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 fucking scary movie with the puppets and stuff? Oh, Dead Silence. Yes, Dead Silence. So I would have to hear that shit on loop on DVD <laughs> all fucking night. That's probably why I'm so scared of that movie is because like it's just ingrained it's in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> well, I still do that. Like last night, I fell asleep to Cruella, and like I and I didn't realize Sal had snuck in like right at the beginning, and then he woke me up to tell me it ended, and I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here falling like at that time I was falling asleep to like Adult Swim and the American Diamonds fucking infomercial. I know I'm so Sal watched Cruella without me. Wow. <laughs> now that's what he wants to be for for Halloween. <laughs> anyway. Well, I I really enjoyed this one. This one was was a lot of fun. I mean everything we do is a lot of fun, but this one was really cool. I like this one. Especially since we're going to be there next week. So. I know. I, I'm sure my sister has taken notes on every surface that Zach has touched. So 
really yeah. i was just like zach bagans was in san antonio and i didn't know like <laughs> what but we're not allowed goth girls oh. yeah no shit <laughs> the because zach bagans will never look at me uh-huh. or anything okay. so i'm the, just saying the irony my uh-huh. my good paranormal people <laughs> it's uh paranormal oh to be uh, cheesy <laughs> just so you know guys uh i may have some mrs bacon's decals for sale at the paranormal bigger. fest oh, shit. mrs bacon's just imagine it on the back of your car <laughs> <laughs> oh we're, we're gonna have we're, you to get more baked goods for me please yeah, yeah. we're gonna have a baked goods co- uh, like contest like best tasting and we need to be fed personally by you goth girls <laughs> no all right we're wrapping this the, up the more cre- <laughs> <laughs> the more creative on feeding the the higher the points no i'm not allowing this all right <laughs> so you can find us on apple podcast google podcast spotify and podbean um you can send in your stories to let's chat paranormal at gmail.com and you can follow us on facebook and instagram also at let's chat paranormal uh just make sure to send in your your stories tell all your friends and hopefully you guys have a great weekend ahead of y'all all right have a good week. Bye. See y'all, Vicky Valencourts. <laughs> oh, I want a Vicky Valencourt too. So, all right. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>